Warning, spoilers ahead. Now, um, what did this uh, Christmas thief look like? Well, he had a glass eye, a wooden leg, um, big scar on his cheek. Anything unusual? Hooks for hands. Um, oh, uh, he was wearing a striped convict shirt, and he was carrying a big sack with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> Classic burglar. Ah, cheer up. We'll catch this guy. Uh, Chief, uh... What? You can't rule it out. Good evening, and welcome to television. Hello there. Hey, whoa. I'm Owen Stellini, and welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review everything from the mainstream to the obscure. I'm by myself in the Fred Shed this Christmas, and because you've decided to join me for today's special episode, I'm certainly not alone. 2022 hasn't been the easiest year for the Fred Watch team, so we are grateful for our small but loyal audience who always press play when a new review pops up. Of course, there's nothing like the Christmas spirit to bring me back into the studio, and the opportunity to watch an episode of The Simpsons doesn't hurt either. So please join me as I watch the third Simpsons Christmas-themed episode from Season 9. It's called Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Please explain. Bart, Nancy Cartwright, makes up a story about how he caught a burglar taking off with the family's Christmas tree and presents after he accidentally burns them and hides the evidence. Channel 6 news reporter Kent Brockman, Harry Shearer, does a human interest story on the case, and, as a result, everyone in the town of Springfield gives the Simpsons a new Christmas tree and $15,000. Plagued with a guilty conscience, Bart confesses to his family, but that's not the end of their problems. Written by Ron Haig, who was inspired after learning of an orphanage that had been ripped off, and directed by Bob Anderson, The Simpsons, Season 9, Episode 10, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, premiered in the United States on Sunday, the 21st of December, 1997. It is available to stream on Disney Plus and can be viewed on the second disc of the DVD release. If you would like to watch this episode with me, I'll be watching it on DVD and pressing play in 3, 2, 1. Ooh, here we go. And glorious opening titles. Rudolph's red nose is not alcohol related. Is <laughs> the chalkboard gag. Always a classic. We go into the couch gag. The family squeezes onto the couch to reveal that it is a snow globe. I like that automatically we're very Christmas themed. Northern Hemisphere, a white Christmas of course, and we open up with a gorgeous snowman. Homer, as usual, not in the best of moods. <laughs> oh, Marge telling Homer off for being a procrastinator. I can absolutely relate. I've gotten better as the years have gone by, though. <laughs> Here we are at the try and save. The previous Christmas episode, we spent a lot of time at the try and save, and Bart was the one getting in trouble. Homer not doing the right thing there, parking over three disabled parking spots. But Homer's never short of a plan. <laughs> oh, the craziness of the Christmas rush. <laughs> I guess if only it were that easy, right? 
Usually nothing's ever available on Christmas Eve and having worked on retail for a very long time, I know the frustration of customers who have left it to the last minute and can't find what they're after. <laughs> there we go. Already foreshadowing that something's happening with the Christmas tree with those cookies there. And Bart using it to stab himself there. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Bart and Lisa hearing sleigh bells and them having that wonderful belief in Santa. Genuinely believing it. Looking out the window only to find Homer making a mess of everything. The lights in the gutter come falling down. And as we've seen in previous episodes, we know that Homer's efforts for spectacular Christmas displays don't always come together. Bart giving that beautiful commentary that it is craptacular. Hmm, I wonder if that terminology will ever be used in Fred Watch. <laughs> what a great gag. Bart being a pest by revealing what's in the box, Marge confirming it, and Lisa having a wonderful reaction. Once again, the taunting cruelty they deliver towards Grandpa. Bart's got a plan to be up though. Here we go, Lisa relating Bart's plan to history. Um, she uses a terminology that we don't use anymore. Bart reserves his prayers to Santa Claus, not God. Good commentary about the commercialization of Christmas there. Bart's plan of drinking lots of glasses of water so that he'll have a full bladder early in the morning, which will naturally wake him up, um, is coming into effect here. His dream is all about water and, of course, needing to go to the toilet. <laughs> I like how in the dream only Bart and the water are actually in colour, emphasising the two. I think my favourite part of this dream is the cheerleaders there, the crowd, who actually look like the animators from The Simpsons, saying we're number one. <laughs> and, and there we go. One of the few times Bart wears a watch <laughs> tells us that it's 5.04 in the morning. Surely Santa's come by now. <laughs> but Bart is very pleased with himself. Here he is, sneaking up to the Christmas tree. The first time the Simpsons have a plastic Christmas tree. Surely that won't uh, come back to bite them. Oh, Aunt Selma. Always good for a fin. <laughs> Bit of a blooper there. Bart referring to the $1 note that he has in his hand as a fin, which means it's a $5 note. I love moments like this because Bart is truly a child here. He's loving his new toy, which is a fire truck, and legitimately referring to Santa, that Santa did deliver the goods. But 
his eagerness to unwrap his presents are causing trouble now. The fire truck, in a tragic twist of irony, doesn't put out a fire, it actually causes one. Christmas tree well up in flames, and the sink is not helping out as it should be. Not only does a bone takes the presents with them. <laughs> a wonderful gag of Maggie's gift there, which has the cow sound effect. Sort of dying. It's last breath there. <laughs> Homer mocking or repeating that sound effect in his sleep. <laughs> Bart with red boots on needs to get rid of the evidence. The tree and presents are reduced to one hot mess, a plastic disc. Of course, in desperation, he covers the tree with snow. Definitely a band-aid fix. So Bart's been up for just under two hours now. Tries to sneak off to bed to only discover the family are up and Homer's like, where's Christmas now? Lisa, always the suspicious one. Intuitive and has attention to detail. But Bart can't tell them the truth. They look so sad. He doesn't want to be the one responsible for ruining their Christmas. He is, but he doesn't want to admit it. And of course, it's Christmas. Why would anyone lie about this? And they all believe him. Even Lisa, our famous skeptic. Homer is saying, well, you know, it's an excuse to miss out on going to church. We know Homer has a checkered relationship with his faith. And we can see that Bart hasn't really thought this through. But luckily he's talking to Chief Wiggum, who isn't the most competent police officer in Springfield. Actually, are any of them competent, let's be honest. Once again, commenting on how Christmas is all about materialism. Or at least, that's their point of view. Homer, as usual, pretty selfish here. And there's the T's passing by the Flanders house. And the Flanders are always better off than the Simpsons. Very happy, lots of presents. Homer not wanting to lose face. Rod and Todd on a small horse there. Never see that again. <laughs> Out of everyone, I think that would upset Lisa more. Here are the Hibberts. Having lots of fun in the snow. Everyone's got expensive presents. So, whilst the Simpsons would never always have the most expensive presents, it's heightened here. And not only do people have more expensive and one could argue better or more sought after presents than they could ever have or afford. <laughs> a 
least the old folks are having a good time. Fully medicated. <laughs> Even the rats in Moe's Tavern are feeling quite festive. <laughs> <laughs> Homer drowning his sorrows, unable to provide for his family this Christmas. And it's actually not Homer's fault this time. Here's Kent Brockman with a human interest story. I do like that Lisa replies with her eyes there at Kent Brockman's um, condescending tone. Because he knows none of this is genuine. He's just being his usual commercial television news report. Homer returns to his miracle on Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> of course, the title of this episode is a play on the wonderful film Miracle on 34th Street. Springfield being very generous here with money and a fish <laughs> from the sea captain. There's a reference to It's a Wonderful Life, and this episode was pitched as It's a Wonderful Life in reverse. <laughs> So here we go, we have Patches and Poor Violet, these two orphans being introduced to the Simpsons, and they will reappear over a few episodes. And as Bart predicts, this can't be good. As if he isn't feeling guilty enough, right? Wonderful gag there from Apu. God bless you, Bart Simpson. I kiss you, but doctor says I'm sick. <laughs> Another guilt trip there from poor Violet. The Simpsons here now spoiling themselves. Trying a new car. Dodgy salesman. <laughs> Clearly not affected by the Christmas spirit. Bart not wanting to take advantage of the situation, but not wanting to confess to it just yet. But Bart is guilt-ridden. <laughs> I'm always 
Here we have Barney as the Plow King. <laughs> I love that Homer is actually calm under pressure there and goes to Lisa, who's, I guess, the voice of reason most of the time. And there goes their new car. I guess a sign that it was never really supposed to be theirs to begin with. Crime scene tape still set up. And Bart can't face it anymore. Here he goes, ready to confess. I love that Lisa is the first to choke him, but it also marks the first time that Lisa actually chokes Bart. Homer is an expert of it, of course. And he goes in and says, no, this is how you do it. <laughs> They're playing happy families though, doorbells rung, and there's Ken Brockman with his Ken news team, with a follow-up story. Four smiles all round, because now they know the truth. Subtle Homer, very subtle. What a predicament everyone's in. And here we go. Bart, so desperate that he put it under the snow, not realizing that snow melts, hey? Full confession. Simpsons just keep digging. <laughs> so this was all a scam. And on Christmas. Yeah! Jesus must be spinning in his grave. We gave them our vitamin money. <laughs> oh, poor hey, hey, orphans. <laughs> Ooh, pretty cruel there. I love that from Kent because it just reiterates what type of journalist he is. It's all about the ratings, it's all about the awards, even a human interest story. He doesn't care about the humans. Family still stuck together, still supportive of Bart. They're one team, even though the whole town hates them. Oh, that car looking worse for wear. A lot of abuse from the townsfolk. Yep, the town's truly turned on them. Oh. Hey, look, Sean. It's a family everybody hates. 
Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we think they're spitting into their food because everyone hates The Simpsons, but this is something they do anyway. I'm not teaching you anything until I get my money back. Now Some of the best advice I've ever heard is learning. always be nice to people who prepare and serve your food and drink. <laughs> All the way. Hi, liar! Lisa, suffering a lot here, not even being able to learn at school. Homer actually doing his job properly for once at the nuclear power plant, um, but you know, the boy who cried wolf syndrome's kicked in there, no one believes him. And here come the hate mail. Marge's plan? Let's appear on Jeopardy and win $15,000. Sitting at minus 5,200, as the brilliant Alex Trebek would Martin, say, so you're in the large. hole. You were down $5,200. But Mr. Trebek... I asked you before the game if you knew the rules, and you said you did. Judges? <laughs> A wonderful guest appearance there by the late and great Alex Trebek. No Social outcasts once again, but maybe there truly is a miracle. The town are very friendly. Surely there's a catch, right? And just when we think it literally is a miracle, there's that cynical twist. The Simpsons returning to their couch like they do in the opening gag, which is quite cute. One of the possessions that the townsfolk take that belong to the Simpsons is Bart's toy, Blinky. <laughs> and I love that Ned isn't taking anything from the Simpsons, but he's just taking back his own property that Homer has borrowed, in inverted commas, <laughs> and never returned. Some somber music plays in. The Simpsons have nothing. Zero Look, possessions. I know this has been a stressful holiday, but in a way, having nothing reminds us how lucky we really are. What? We still have each other. And isn't that the best gift of all? Well, we would have had each other anyway. Yeah, plus lots of other Lisa returns Marge's optimism with uh, a cynical reality. Homer discovers a washcloth, the only material possession left in the house, and now they start fighting over it. <laughs> and Marge, as usual, comes to the rescue. <laughs> I have to say, this sweet ending, it's very warm and fuzzy, as you would expect in a Christmas special, um, is one of my favourites, actually. The fact that they're running around the house chasing after a washcloth. It just shows how much they do love each other and that really they didn't need any of their possessions. <laughs> Look, admittedly, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace probably isn't the greatest of the Christmas episodes and some of that humour is pretty dark and pretty cynical. But overall... It has enough sweetness, enough heart to make it one of the more memorable ones. An adorable 
episode and definitely one to watch at Christmas time. Thank you so much for joining me on this Fred Watch Christmas Day special 2022. I look forward to your company next time. So until then, I've been Wayne Stellini and you've just experienced Fred Watch. Cue music. Merry Christmas, everyone, and a Happy New Year. Blooper Reel! I'm by myself in the Fred Shed this Christmas, and because you've decided to join me in today's special episode, I'm certainly not alone. 2002 hasn't been... When Bot, <clears throat> Bart, Nancy Cartwright, So while you're home today eating your sweet, sweet holiday turkey, I hope you'll all choke just a little bit.